This is the Kitzer of the second Sikhe on Perikei of Perkeyovis in Chelech Yudzayin on page 387. The Rebbe begins with the last Mishnah, according to some versions here, as the Rebbe quotes later in the Sikhe, in the fifth Perik of Perkeyovis. Ben Heihei Oimer, from Tzara Agra. Ben Heihei said, according to the kind of strain that a person has in the fulfillment of a mitzvah, that's the kind of reward he receives. So the simple shot of this Mishnah is that the kind, not, not the actual learning and product that comes out from the fulfillment of the mitzvah, but the strain and the tirche involved, that's how Hashem gives a person the uh, reward for what he has done. So the Rebbe first introduces here that the idea of giving schar for a yid that fulfills a mitzvah is kaviyachal, an obligation that Hashem has, no less than a balabayis that has to pay a poyal, a worker, for the work that he does. And we see that Rambam brings this in his Sefer Allah regarding the schar that he didn't receive. And the Mishnah here is saying that even if the shvach, which means the tayeles, the shvach, the actual product or gain that there is from the mitzvah, is not nearly as great as the strain and the effort that the person invested, the Ebeshter will reward for the strain and the expense or the investment in the mitzvah. But the question of this is, what is the Chiddush of this Mishnah? The Yitzchar of Mitzvahs, Milchat Chile in Teireh, is for the strain involved in fulfilling the Mitzvah. As you see in many places in Chazal, when it says, telechu, Chazal say, Amelim the emphasis on toiling in Teireh. The famous Gemara about Eved to serve Hashem beyond your nature. The Chazal that tell us, V'nefesh kisakriv, a person that's poor and brings a carbon mincha, that's more valuable because he's making an effort to bring this mincha. So what's the Chiddush over here about this mitzvah that a person is rewarded for the strain and, and expense that he invests in a mitzvah? Now, going back to a balabayis and a poyal. So the halacha is that when a person is hired to do a job, even if the job that he ends up doing does not accomplish at all what it was intended to accomplish. For example, if a person was hired to deliver food for a sick person, and he goes and delivers, and it turns out the person passed away. Nevertheless, he has to be paid fully for what he did. He was hired for this, and he has to be paid fully. The only time when we say that a person does not have to be paid fully, even for the strain and the investment and his time, and you only pay for the actual shvach, for the actual gain that you have, is the halacha of a yoyret You enter into a person's property, and you plant a tree, for example, without his permission. So we hear the halacha is, the owner does not have to pay the person for any of his investment or expense. He only pays for the actual tree that he has on his property, that he has. So if so, over here, where the Eibishter has appointed us and commanded us to fulfill Taito mitzvahs, so everything involved, not only the actual accomplishment of the mitzvah, but the strain and the effort involved, is something that the Eibishter is obligated to pay, no less than a balabayis that has to pay a pile. So what is the Chiddush of our Mishnah that the Ebesha gives reward not only for the actual accomplishment and product, the, the outcome of the mitzvah, but also for the investment and expense or strain in the mitzvah. Furthermore, when it comes to Teireh and mitzvahs, the actual shvach, the actual accomplishment that the Ebesha is looking for in the mitzvah is the strain of a yid, the fact that a person is pushing himself to do something for the Eivish to sake. As the Rambam clearly writes this in Shemayinah Prakim La Rambam, that the idea of Lufum Tzara Agra is that the Eivish wants a person to say, Efshi, 
that I have a type to do an Aveda, but nevertheless I'm breaking myself and I'm not doing the Aveda because Avishab Shemayim goes out alive. So that strain and that investment is the whole point of the mitzvah. So of course a person should be rewarded for that. That is the very Shvach of the mitzvah itself. So what is the Chiddush of our Mishnah here? So the explanation here is, the Mishnah when it says, Ufum Tzara Agve, includes any kind of Tzar, and including also a Tzar Amiti, which is when a person is taking upon himself a strain to add something to a mitzvah where he's not even having the satisfaction to know that he's fulfilling an obligation. And when a person accepts something that he's not obligated, a hidu mitzvah, and furthermore, a person which is megayer, and he, on his own choice, accepted to be a ger, and to fulfill tayra mitzvahs, this is something that a strain or added thing that a person accepts upon himself that's what the mission here is saying, that the Ebishter comes and gives the person this, uh, this reward. Because this person could be compared to somebody that goes into someone's property without being hired. And there, Al-Piddin, the owner is not mechoyiv to pay more than just a shvach. He doesn't have to pay for the full strain and expense. But nevertheless, Lofnim Shuras Adin, a yid chooses to do an extra hidden mitzvah or a ger that's mekayer, the Ebishter will give the reward even for the entire expense and strain involved in the mitzvah. But the question over here is that the halach is regarding a person that does this work in someone's field without being hired, if the owner though expresses clearly that he's satisfied with the work that was done in his field, he actually does have to pay fully for what was done. So the Ebesha is definitely satisfied with any extra that he adds in his Torah and Mitzvahs. So again, what is the Chiddush that the Ebesha is paying for the full expense and strain if the halacha requires that? The answer is, when a yid adds and accepts upon himself an extra hidden mitzvah, there could be a certain negligence involved in this that will bring a certain loss or a certain damage. And the reason is because when a person raises his standards and he accepts it, he does something, and he accepts and he does it for three times, and then he can't maintain that standard, and he's forced to go back down to a lower standard, he's not really allowed. He never said, believe neither. So the fact that he's doing something, accepting something extra, ends up causing a certain loss in his Aved Hashem. And even more so by a ger. Because the Gemara tells us that Koshim Gerimli Sokas because they have a hard time being medactic in mitzvahs. So yes, he accepted upon himself to be a ger, but this could turn out to be a, an act that, with, that is negligence, because he doesn't realize what is going to be in the future. In such a case, the halacha regarding a person being hired to do a job, for example, to deliver barrels from one location to another, and then you break a barrel on the way because of your pshia, you went in a place that was, was not safe. What happened? So over there, the owner is not obligated to pay for the work he did because of the damage that you caused. The worker has to pay for the damage that he did. But nevertheless, our mission is saying that even though a yid, by elevating his, sta- his standards and choosing something extra, may cause this kind of a loss, this is a sort of a certain act of negligence here, but nevertheless, the mission is saying that and this is actually the halacha regarding a person that hired someone, and he did break a barrel, but nevertheless, if, he, if your worker doesn't have what to eat, you should still pay him for the job that he did do, the effort that he did invest. But there's another point that has to be added to this, because this halacha, that you should pay this person, even when he caused you a damage, is only if he was hired. But over here, as the Rebbe explained, we're talking about a yid doing something that he was not hired for, because this is an extra hidr that he accepted upon himself. But nevertheless, as mentioned before already, this is something which the Ebeshe is nichele. The Ebeshe is very satisfied that a yid accepts upon himself this added 
Hidur. And therefore, the Eidusha Lefnim Meshur Sadin does go ahead and gives the Yid the reward for the strain and the effort involved, even though there is a certain element of damage here, like the case of one barrel being damaged, even if he was able to deliver the other barrels. But still, the Eidusha pays fully, even for that extra Hidur that he accepted upon himself that he couldn't maintain. That's the Chiddush of Lufum Tzar Agra. And the same by Agar, even if later he can't be medactic in all the mitzvahs, the Eibishter gives him their pay for this. Now this concept is actually stronger by Agar than when it comes to Hidr and Mitzvah Pachlal. And the reason is because Agar is an individual that completely did not have this obligation altogether. He was created and born as a guy, and he accepts this upon himself. Regarding Yid though, because Chazal tell us, Anil Nevresi L'Shamesh Eskaini, Every ounce of energy that the person has, he has to utilize to serve Hashem. So even when he does something extra, he's using it as energy. You can't say that he's doing something extra that's not demanded of him as it is in the case of Vagar. But nevertheless, so the Mishnah here, on one hand, the Bala Maimer, the one saying this is Ben Heihei. Ben Heihei Oimer. Who was Ben Heihei? It doesn't even tell us his name. The Mepharshim tell us Ben Heihei is Meramas to the fact that he was a Ger, and therefore he's called Ben Heihei because he's. His lineage is directly to Avram and Sora, which had the hay added to their name. And the Mishnah is saying that the Bala Maimu was a ger, because this, the point of this Mishnah applies to a ger. But on the other hand, even every Yid, when he does something out of the ordinary, and he does something against his nature, similar to a ger, he's doing something not totally out of the ordinary, to the point that it could be something which is very hard and novel for him. He also you can say, is doing something which is not demanded of him, and therefore he gets this special schar. And this is the conclusion of, of, of Pirkei Yavis, talking about the middle of the chasidusa, the extra things that a person accepts upon himself, and the Abishu rewards a yid for this. But now, the question could be asked, on the premise of this entire point that we're speaking about, that the Abishu rewards yidin, and he's obligated to reward yidin, like a boss that hires a worker, but don't we know that the connection of Yidin to the Ebishter is as the Nusach and Davening, Im Kibbanim, Im Kavadim, like children. A child has to serve his parents as a mitzvah of Kibbudav, or like a servant that's owned by his master, and he has to, he's obligated to do whatever his master tells him, without any pay. There's no concept of reward in such cases. Even more so by Yidin, that are not only serving Hashem as a master that has acquired them, but are created for this purpose. So where is there any room to discuss an idea of reward regarding a Yid fulfilling Taito Mitzvahs? So the explanation for this is that in Taito Mitzvahs there are two aspects. There is Taito that the Eibishter gives to Yidin. And therefore in Taito there are the Gidrei HaNaisen and then the Gidrei HaMakabal. There is the Taito and the nature of the Eibishter that gives and that aspect in Taito. And then there's the aspect of Taito of the recipient in the world and in the nature and the boundaries of the recipient. And we see this in Taito itself. On one hand, we know Taito is not Makabal Tumit. Taito is Eish even when it comes into this world. On the other hand, Rav Shemachal Kveda Kveda Machal, the Taito itself becomes the person's Taito. It becomes his in the, in the Gedotim of the recipient that's learning the Taito. And we see two opposite halachas regarding Taita. One is Yehorek Valyavar, regarding the three Averis Chamurais. Then there's another halacha of Vachai Behem, that you only fulfill mitzvahs and live, and not, you don't have to die for mitzvahs. This is the two different aspects within Taita, Mitzah the Gidriya Neisna, he has to do it without any limitation, be ready to die. But regarding most mitzvahs, we say no, the Abishu wants it to be given to you and to receive it in your world, in, within, within your limitations. And the same thing also is over here regarding Torah mitzvahs. The idea of zchar 
is related to the aspect of the Ebishter giving us the mitzvah in our world, to receive it as a worker that's fulfilling his obligation to do what the Ebishter wants of him. And therefore, over here, there is a concept of schar, fulfilling tighter mitzvahs. Now, this is uniquely connected to the whole entire concept of Pirkei Yavis, which is discussing Mili de Chassidusa. The whole concept of Mili de Chassidusa, to say that there's the letter of the law, and then there's beyond the letter of the law, is only possible if you talk about the recipient's perspective that he sees that what he's obligated, what he's not obligated. From the perspective of the Eibishter, the Naisen, all of Taita and anything a person does for the sake of Hashem is one and the same. You have to be ready to do everything without any limitations to the point of Mesiris Nefesh. So therefore, Dafke and Pirkei Yavis, it's concluding with this idea of the Eibishter giving Schar Tehidin, which is the idea of a recipient receiving Taita and, and fulfilling it with that perspective. And this is also the reason why Pirkei Yavis begins with Moshe Kibbel Taita Misinai. Kibbel is expressing this idea of the recipient receiving Taita. It doesn't say that Abishta gave the Taita, but it's the Kibbel Taita. And this is connected to the point that was explained before, that the whole idea of the Schar of Taita Mitzvah is based on the actual strength that the Yid, the Mechabal, experiences in his fulfillment of Taita. And furthermore, as we explained before, Dafke, that strain that the person accepts upon himself. So this is something that's totally him, that he is, is doing this and adding this in his Avedis Hashem. Now if you look to the previous statement that's brought here in the Mishnah, in the name of Ben Bagbag, we could see the connection between these two statements in the Mishnah. The Mishnah earlier brings, Ben Bagbag, Now Ben Bagbag was also a Ger, and it's also hinted at his name, Ben Bagbag, the Bag is also Gematria Hey. And therefore, it hints to the fact that he was a, as a ger. What's the connection of hafachpa vafachpa, which means delve into the taita, turn over the words of taita, it's all in taita. What's the connection to a ger? Connection is because there's two ways you can learn taita. When a guy learns taita, knowing the Shava mitzvah's b'nei noyach, he's learning the taita only for the knowledge that he needs for the mitzvah. When a yid learns taita, he delves into the taita itself, and in it itself, he has the connection to Hashem, without any other purpose, the discussion and the depth of taita itself. And this was something that Ben Bagbag uniquely experienced, this change in his attitude to learning Taita. And therefore, Ben Bagbag is the one that says this. So both this statement of Ben Bagbag, he says it as a ger, that he uniquely experienced this. And this Mishnah begins with this, speaking about Talmud, his experience in learning. And then the statement of Ben Heihe, which talks about Lafum Tzara Agra, the strain invested in a mitzvah, also connected Dafke, uniquely expressed by a ger, as explained before. But there's a difference here. Everything in Taita is Meduyik, and there's a difference between the name Ben Hei Hei and Ben Bagbag. And the reason is Ben Hei Hei is more openly expressing the fact that he's a Ger. And the reason is because Ben Hei Hei is discussing the mitzvah that's fulfilled with that strain. Talking about a particular act the person does that's open, revealed, and therefore in his name as well, the fact that he's a Ger is more expressed. On the other hand, then Bagbag, which refers to the Limudat Taita of a Ger, and here the Chiddush of the way the Ger appreciates his learning of Taita is the fact that he delves into the discussion of Taita. And when you learn Taita in such a manner, and you see all the different shittis and, and memtes ponem tome, memtes ponem tar that there could be in Taita, so over here the halachas of Taita are stumais v'loy mufarashas gluis viduis. You don't come out with a actual conclusion regarding a halach lamaise. Add it up. You're going into the concealed depth of Taita. And therefore, it's hinted in his name, Ben Bagbag, that the fact that he's a ger is also concealed.